Welcome to the Destiny Church and Throne Podcast, where we hope to inspire, stir, and provoke you to know Jesus and make Him known in your daily life. Enjoy! Perfect! Psalms 37, 4 and 5 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass, or He shall accomplish it. In Psalms 27.4, one of our favorites, Pastor David teaches on it in such a beautiful way. Oh, and really quick, if you haven't already, uh, Pastor Karen ministered a message Thursday about discernment and wisdom. Uh, it's on the podcast. Go listen to it. I don't know where everybody's been lately with discernment, wisdom, fear of the Lord, but it's been kind of a common theme. Uh, uh, we, we, had a, uh, we met with some friends last night. For a long portion of the night, we talked about the fear of the Lord and discernment. And it's a beautiful, a beautiful teaching. So if you get a chance, go and listen to it. So I don't know where everybody's been with that lately, but I'm sure that's a topic we can talk about um, with what the Lord's doing right now. Um, but Psalm 27, 4 says, One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house, that I may habitate, that I may live with the Lord all the days of my life to behold, to see with knowledge of something. So not just looking at it, but actually beholding it, understanding what it is that you're seeing, right? See, when we talk about, let me stop here for a second. When we talk about beholding the lamb, what we're talking about is seeing something with a revelation, with an understanding of what we are seeing. It is not just enough to see him, right? We, we all know the gospel, we, we, all, we all have heard about Jesus. The, a lot of churches have heard about Jesus, but are they beholding him? Right? Is there a transformation? Is there an awakening? Is there a revival? Like, are we truly beholding him? And so one thing that I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Psalms 37, 4, delight yourself also in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And that's what I want to talk about is like, this desire and this delight for Jesus. I was talking to Karen, me, me and Karen were talking the other day, and we were just you know, talking about the Lord, talking about church, talking about ministry, just talking about a bunch of things. And we were saying, you know, a lot of times in our Christian walk, one of the things that withdraws us from the presence of Jesus, from fellowship with one another, is our desire to be with him. It's our desire to be with Jesus. It's, it's a devotion or a desperation right? That we want nothing else and nothing more but him. And sometimes when we're not walking in that level of desperation or that level of, of a desire to truly want him, that desire begins to eliminate all other things that kind of hinder our commitment to the Lord. I think one of the reasons why sometimes people fall out of the call of God is because they're not desiring him. I feel like sometimes some of the reasons why people don't answer or respond to the calling is because they're not desiring him. Psalms 27, 8, when you said, seek my face. So when, the, when God cries out to our hearts, seek my face, that word seek means to look with a desire. We're talking about desire and desperation. So he's saying, I'm calling you to look for me with a desire, and then my heart says to you, your face will I seek. I will find you with a desperation and a desire to find you. I think a lot of times in Western culture, church, we look, but we don't seek. 
and a lot of times in our own lives, I'll pick on myself for a second, I'm looking but not seeking. Does that make sense? Like you can look and then you can seek. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can look, yeah, yeah, I looked for it. Well, it's, it's in the fridge somewhere. I looked. But then you lose your phone or your keys, you are seeking. You're not just like, it's not there, see you later. There's a different desire. And so I feel like, like in where we're going as a church, as a body, as a people, as a city, and as a region, that we have to be desiring Jesus and Jesus alone. Our desperation from him will birth forth this hunger that nothing else will be able to satisfy but him. When we're not desiring him, other things will fulfill that hunger. You know, a lot of times I eat the most at night because I didn't eat anything during the day, whether busy or whatever it may have been. And it's because my body is craving food. Right? Like, like nothing satisfied me during the day so in the moment where I'm truly hungry and most of the time it's going to be food that's not healthy picking on myself again by throwing some Captain Crunch or something you know what I'm saying and so so I'm using that analogy to say like when, when he's not satisfying we will look for other things to bring about a satisfaction and when he doesn't satisfy us, we look to the stage, or we look to the ministry, or we look to, to the microphone, or the calling, or the title, whatever it may be. But only in him can we be satisfied. So, and I'm almost done, I promise. I promise, Nicole. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Um, in Psalms 27.9, it says that uh, David is a man after God's own heart. Amen. And, uh, and if you read in scripture, that word heart um, is the word lib, L-E-B, lib, which means uh, the passions of the inner man. So if we're looking at the soul, our heart, right, not the actual corazón, not the actual organ, but the, that inner man, right, that inner man. Just like the triune Godhead, you know, mind, soul, spirit. And so our inner man must be longing and desiring for him. That nothing else satisfies and nothing else can satisfy but him. So David was a man after God's own heart. He was actually a man after God's inner pleasures. He wasn't just looking at God. He was beholding God and knowing his heart. Because that changes the game as well. Friends know each other's hearts. Amen? Friends know. That's why in the book of Acts, one of the first things it says about the early church is that they fellowshipped. They fellowshipped. They, they hung out. They knew each other. They knew each other's heart. There was a desire to be with one another. They were growing together. The church was being added to. Why? Because as friends, you get to know somebody's heart. <laughs> God is longing for us to have a desire that says, all I want to do is behold you, Jesus. Because when we're not desperate or desiring him, been there, done that, I'm sure a lot of us have, there will be something else that, that takes that place. And it will rob us of our secret place. It will rob us of reading the word. It will rob us of every passion that is linked to Jesus when there is something else that's catching the attention or something else that we're beholding. I used to 
behold my bills and my finances. Early on, and some of you know my testimony, dealing with the spirit of poverty, I used to behold my finances. Meaning I didn't just look at them and was like, oh, oh, Jesus, in Jesus' name. I beheld them. I broke them down. Oh, my gosh, help, help. You know, like it was a fear. It was crazy. Once God broke that thing, now that the issues that were once beheld are just looked at. We're wise. We're not just like, man. We're wise. But it's nothing, nothing is being beheld. There is nothing robbing the gaze. And sometimes within ministry or within church, what we do is we don't behold the son. We behold people first. And then in that, we forget what he's wanting because we don't know his heart. We have to behold the lamb. We have to de- be desperate and desire him and only him. We must, we must actually worship from that place of desperation and desire. That's why I think worship is so very, very vital for a believer's life. Uh, I would even go as far as to say that, that worship and intimate time with Jesus is just as needed and necessary as it is for you to be in your word. To meet with him, to know his heart, to pray, to seek, to worship. It's just as vital and just as important, guys. That desperation and that desire to just want him, want to be with him, want that fresh touch from him. That, that there's a desperation that will increase your commitments to the Lord. Right? We, uh, our daughter, we, we paid for her to play soccer. Uh, and their practices, a lot have been canceled, you know, because of just various things happening, weather and whatever, sickness. But we're kind of like, man, I wish we got to practice. We, one of the first things we said was, we paid for it. Right? Like, <laughs> we want to go to practice. We paid for soccer. We want to play soccer. When you invest into something, there's a greater level of commitment to it. Amen? When there's a decommitment or a de-investment to something, it's like, meh. It's fine. Who cares? Right? He lives, he lives. He dies, he dies. Right? Like, it is what it is. And when we're not desiring the Lord, it can actually very easily cause us to slip away from our commitments to God. To where our commitments to the Lord begin to be, eh. Where our faithfulness begins to be, eh. Investment, I believe that it's tied into a desire and a desperation to commit your ways fully to what he's telling you to do. This will increase our commitments. This will increase our faithfulness. This will bring us to a place where all we want is what he wants. All right, this is where I'm going to end it, right here. (laughs) So many snot rags up here. It is what it is. (laughs) I'm touching it. Um, (laughs) on earth as it is in heaven let me just paint you a quick picture all eyes on Jesus okay on earth as it is in heaven we can sing the songs to the cows come home I really don't even know what that means but whatever we can sing songs to the cows come home and we can say the same things over and over again and we can pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we can pray these things we can say these things but unless the culture the atmosphere around us looks like heaven we're not living there you know like we're not reproducing that because in heaven all eyes are on Jesus in heaven holy 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 in heaven who is worthy to open the, 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 the scrolls there is but one worthy to open the scrolls. This is not what the scripture tells us. It's Jesus. 
right? God the Father's there, but yet they still say there is none more, there's none worthy to open the scrolls. But that one man, that lamb, Jesus. So heaven on earth is where all that we have is desperate and desiring and focused and all at attention, committed in faithfulness to Jesus. Heaven on earth. When, when our desire or our desperation is in anything other than him, we will begin to see shame, guilt, circumstances, and everything else begin to rob us of our desire to be with him. <coughs> Pastors burn out and quit <clears throat> because their desire has lifted from him and gone on to other things. Whether it be people, whether it be attendance, whether it be funds, whether it be whatever it is. This is why I also believe that you could have a ministry that's packed with people but yet be a museum. Because there's no desire for him. You've shifted your desire. <clears throat> a very, very dear friend of mine pastors a church in Orange he said Johnny I used to help pastor a church in Dallas and the attendance was in the thousands he was talking about his little small congregation 30 or so and he said I know how to get people in the door if that's what we want to do I know how to get people in the door I know how to do a, a something to get a bunch of people in Whew. And he said, but my, my desire is not for that. My desire is just for what he wants. And you see, a lot of times, and I'm not picking on mega churches. I love mega churches. We're, we're contending for 80 plus thousand people in our city. They can't all, in our county. They can't fit in here. That's what we're contending for, right? 80 plus thousand people to experience an awakening and a revival in their lives like never before to behold him and know who he is and the beauty of his holiness. I'm not against numbers. 80,000 people is a lot of people. But eyesight off of only desperation and desiring him and trying to get on other things will cause us to really, truly miss out on the exact thing God's telling us to do. Not only is God giving you the power and the desire to do what pleases him, but he wants to be with you. He is longing to be with you. Where do you think the desire comes from to be with him? It comes from him desiring to be with you, right? We love because he first loved. We didn't just like love you and get all the credit for it. He first loved. And so your desire to be with him comes from something. It comes from your daddy in heaven wanting to be with you. Your father longing and desiring to be with you. This is why the enemy attacks the place of secret and attacks intimate 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 time with the lord because it's not just a desire on our heart it's actually a desire also on his heart to be with us that's why he made a way we cannot make a way to be in his presence he made a way while we were yet sinners amen he sent his son to die on a cross he made a way you made a way exodus 3 and i'm closing on this nicole here we go tired little fingers over there thank you nicole uh, guys, I love each and every one of you. Um, you are all amazing. Uh, I'm just thankful for a people <clears throat> that just, just just desire and want him. Um, is this word for anybody here this morning? Besides me. Anybody? All right. Good job, Mike. Just me and Mike. I got to stop shaking. 
I want my desire and my desperation to be in him and him alone. And over the past few weeks, past few months, there's just been like a rewiring, a lot of behind the scenes conversations of just things that I just feel that God is increasing this hour and, and, and going to continue to pour out until the day that I see his face. Moses said to God in Exodus chapter 3, he says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Moses says, why why me? Who am I that I would go and do something like this? Tons of people on the earth. Why, Why me? Who am I? God's response is not, I say to you, this is who you are. You are God's response to Moses saying, who am I? Is found in verse 12. His response to who am I is, I'll be with you. He says, do you want to know who you are? You're one that I long to be with. And that's enough. And that's enough. Who am I that you would use me to do all these things? I just want to be with you. Your validation is in the Father longing and desiring to be with you. It makes faithfulness and commitment to the call of God that much more important when we understand He wants to be with us. Jesus endured the cross with joy, yet we will skip out on church because we are tired. Jesus went through batterings and batterings of punishment, yet we're having a bad day so we don't say yes to praying for that person in Walmart. Right? Let's be real. He wants to be with us. All things aside, He wants to be with us. He sees what we go through. He sees what's in our mind. He sees what's in our heart. Yet He says, I want to be with you. Who are you? You are one that I am desiring to be with. God wants to be with you. And may that same desperation desire for us to want to be with him, to see him, to worship, to praise, be the exact same. If we can have the mind of Christ, then I believe that we can have those desires and live them out just the same. You are someone that God wants to be with. He desires to be with you. Amen? I want you to take that word away. Whether it's pray for a desperation, whether it's pray for more desire. Just to be with him. Just to go after him. Just to know his heart. But like we see in the book of Acts, fellowship is key and it is necessary to know the heart of someone and to grow with them. We're not going to get everything we need from God from a sermon. Can, it, can we be taught and equipped? Absolutely. But there's more, right? There was more to Moses than just going up to the mountain and coming back down. There was more. God, you're good. Come on, who just...
just wants a greater desperation and desire for him. Come on, let's just stand. Come on, if that's you, just, just put your hands in the air real quick in a place of receiving, but we're just going to place them high up. If you've just been longing just for more, just just a desperation, maybe you've been like, you know what, I haven't even been in that place of despair. i just kind of actually been coasting. Come on, you know that lifestyle, that coasting lifestyle where you're like, yeah, I know I'm loved. I know I'm going to heaven, but you've just been coasting. There's no fruit. You're not bearing anything. There's nothing being birthed. You're not, you're, you're not encountering him. And you know, you know what I mean? Come on, we all know that place. It's okay. It's okay. I feel like there's a desperation in the room and a desire to want more of him. So, Father, over your people right now, I just pray that you would just birth that in a heavenly induced hunger that only the things of heaven can fill. Not a man induced hunger. I'm not trying to stir or challenge anybody to just be desperate, God. I'm not. I want this to be you, God. If it's man, it'll just fall apart, but if it's you, it'll stay. So, Lord, for all of us, Lord, in the depth, in our wounds, in our spiritual wounds, a desperation and a desire to just be with you, to just know you, to be committed, to be faithful, to do anything and everything necessary. Thank you that you're not holding things over our head. say, Lord, I want to be desperate. It's not throwing condemnation at myself that I've been lazy or, or, or lackadaisical in my approach. It just says, I want more. I want everything in my heart to cry out for you. Like we were singing earlier, I worship you, Jesus. I worship only you. Mark our hearts. May nothing else share the throne. We just want you, Jesus. We just want you. We just want you. We just want you. To be satisfied and desiring you and you alone. We receive that hunger. We receive that. For those that are, have been longing for that desperation and desire, not saying you haven't been there, but you're just like, more, more, more. Because how many know when you exercise and you start building muscle, you actually have to eat more, right? You actually have to eat. You, you eat more. Your body needs more. <laughs> this morning, Trent had a vision of a long table at the altar, all types of foods that everybody could come and eat with, but it had all types of foods that were needed for the nutrients of our lives. So, Lord, sustain us. Give us a desperation and a hunger and a desire to not just look for you, but to behold you, to actually understand and have a revelation of what we're looking at, not just a, a simple look. Cause a desperation to increase within us. Prune us, God, so that more fruit can be birthed. Prune us. Prune us. Prune us and shake us. Do the things that are necessary to bring forth fresh oil. The crushing is still underway. The crushing season is still underway. Keep crushing, keep crushing, keep pulverizing. I said it, I believe it was in September, this crushing season going into the depth of November. Olives and grapes are pulverized. They're unrecognizable when it's all said and done to get the oil and to get the wine. They're unrecognizable. So God, make us be unrecognizable. Give us a hunger for the call. Give us a hunger for the house. Give us a hunger for the city, for the things that are on your heart. God, these are things that are on your heart. This is what we long for. So we just receive that hunger and we receive that desire. We receive that desperation. In Jesus' name, amen.